Thank you, Brother Fisher, and really appreciate that good singing. We could have sang for about a couple of hours this morning. Uh, it was tremendous. Really appreciate I I love good singing. I, I'm not a song leader, and I love men who can lead singing, and certainly when we lift our voice to God, as you have done today, uh, that is a great uh, encouragement. And so I love singing and appreciate uh, our brothers who lead these songs. Again, I want to express my appreciation to you for your presence and for the invitation. Uh, I appreciate uh, the, the elders uh, encouraging the kind of thing that we're using today. Uh, because, again, the congregation, wherever you are, uh, can be no stronger than the families that make up that congregation. Uh, when you have congregation and, and, and mama, I, I, years ago, Brother Ira North, I heard him say this many, many times. He said, when mama loves papa and papa loves mama, I don't have to worry much about the kids. Uh, and I think there's some truth to that. Uh, because in, when mom and dad love each other, uh, then what you're going to find is you're going to find that uh, they're going to rear those children in the nurture and in the admonition of the Lord. Uh, you remember the Bible says, Bring up a child the way he should go, and when he is old, uh, he shall not depart from it. Uh, so as you and I look at the family, and what we're going to do today in the class this morning, uh, we're going to look at fundamentals that stabilize your family. Uh, if you want to just kind of write this down, make a mark uh, somewhere, uh, in the book of Second Kings chapter number 22, uh, there was a, a young boy there. Uh, I call it a bright star in a dark night of sin. Uh, this young boy had a father and a grandfather who were very wicked, Amon and Manasseh. Uh, one of them only lasted as a king for two years and the other longer. Uh, but they were wicked. They did not serve God. As a matter of fact, when this young boy by the name of Josiah began to reign upon the throne, uh, the Bible said he was eight years old. But here's a statement made in Second Kings chapter number 22. And that is this, the Bible says, He turned not aside unto the right hand or to the left. That means that He stayed in a steady path. So when you and I look at our families, uh, and I think probably uh, maybe this evening I'll bring this out maybe a little more, uh, that when you look at a family and a happy family, uh, you know, 75, I, I read this statement, 75% of the families are failures. Now, somebody said, now wait a minute, Brother Lake, uh, 75% are failures? I mean, uh, we don't have 75% divorce rate. Well, that may be right. I know a family right now, for an example, and uh, this family, I, I mean, I'm t it's a feud and a fuss and a fight. I, I mean, it's not uncommon. I mean, uh, I got a phone call from him not long ago, uh, and he said, uh, Brother Acuff, I need to talk with you. And I said, what? He said, I'm in jail. And I said, well, what are you doing in jail? Well, he said his wife called the, the police. Uh, they came out. And, uh, and I said, well, uh, did you hit her? And he said, no, I didn't hit her. Uh, but now I know what's going on in that family. It is, it is a consistent uh, disgruntlement on the part of both of them. And so when you don't have a stabilized family, then uh, it's no wonder that you may have your children and they may not be serving God faithfully. And those children, I, I remember reading about one little girl. She's about, oh, I don't know, two and a half, three years old, maybe a little bit younger than that. Uh, her mother was giving her a bath. Uh, and so her dad, he came upstairs and walked into the, uh, into the bathroom where she stayed in the bath and the little girl screamed. And he said, what? 
she did not even recognize her daddy. He was so busy in his work. And you know one of the interesting things you and I can see in life, I know the Bible teaches us in Ephesians chapter number 4, the Bible says, Let him that stole still no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands, that which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Uh, you and I know that Paul writes to the young preacher Timothy, and he said, If a man does not provide for his own, he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. But I'm simply asking the question that you and I need to have families that are stable and where our children... See, many of us, and many of you will fall into this category, I never went to school a day in my life with the idea in mind that when I got home that afternoon, my mama and daddy would not be uh, together. And they would not love each other. And they would not be a part of my life. That, I mean, it just never, I mean, that thought never entered my mind. But when you see boys and girls today and they're in school and they don't know if mom and dad are going to be home that evening because mom and dad are feuding, fussing, and fighting because there's no stability in that family. Now, here are some things I want to suggest to you. Uh, you know, when I, you know about rearing children. Now, I'm going to tell you, when I, before I had any children, I used to ha I had a sermon called Ten Rules for Rearing Kids. But then, once my children were born, I changed the title of that sermon to Ten Suggestions for Rearing Children. And when they became teenagers, I didn't even preach on it at all. You know, well, I think it was Mark Twain says... Uh, when your child gets to be a teenager, put him in a, in a barrel with a knot hole. When he turns 16, plug up the knot hole. Uh, you know, and so uh, you and I understand this. And so these are some suggestions that I believe will help us uh, in our families. Number one, never threaten that relationship. Never threaten that relationship. My friend, take your dictionary and cut the word divorce out of your dictionary. I remember several years ago, there was a preacher talking with a lady about obeying the gospel. And he said, you must be baptized in order to be saved. No, sir. She said, I don't have to be baptized to be saved. He said, ma'am, I know you. the Bible says that you must be baptized. 1 Peter 3.21, Acts 2.38. And she said, no, no, my Bible doesn't say that. He said, ma'am, go get your Bible and I will show you in your Bible where it says that. So she goes and brings the Bible back. He opens it up. 1 Peter 3.21. And there was a hole there. She had cut it out. Well, I want to tell you what you need to do with your dictionary. You cut the word divorce out of your vocabulary. Divorce. Now, when you look at solving a problem, when you and your wife, you have a problem in your family, and when mom and dad have a problem, and you, and you, take a, you just take the word divorce, is not there to solve a problem. Now, we'll talk again about commitment, but I want you to remember, never threaten that relationship. Well, if you don't do so-and-so, man, I'm going to leave you. I thought about this young lady. And uh, she called her dad. Dad answers the phone. And uh, he says, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. And he goes on this conversation for a while. And the mother, she's in another room, kind of doesn't really know what's going on. And so when you hang up the phone, he goes back. And, and his wife said, uh, who was that? He said, well, that was our daughter. And she said, well, what did she want? She said, well, uh, she and her husband, they're having a big fuss, having an argument. Well, what did she want you? He, she said, well, uh, she said, uh, she, she said I, I want to come home. And he, the mother said, what did you tell her? He told her, I said, you already have a home. That's her home. 
See, the Bible says, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. Uh, you know, I thought about the young lady got married, and uh, when, uh, when she got the, her dad happened to be the preacher and uh, did the wedding ceremony, and uh, the audience saw her give her dad something. And so after the wedding, everybody went and said, What, what did she give you? He, he said, She gave me my credit cards back, you know? Uh, <laughs> now, all right, this is a home. Don't threaten that home. Don't say, Well, uh, you know, I, I'm going to leave. I'll get a divorce. Never, never, never threaten that relationship. Number two. We need to be forgivers. You know what? Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to forgive you for that. I remember several years ago, a couple, very fine, known most known him many, many years, didn't know her that long, until after I got better acquainted with them. At any rate, she, uh, I don't know, what kind of wife she was. But he started coaching Little League. And there was a uh, young lady who brought her son to Little League and he coached that little boy. He didn't have a daddy. The mom and dad divorced. Dad wasn't in the picture. And so this young lady, she began to just uh, kind of rely on this fellow who was coaching uh, and he kind of took the little boy under his wing and was guiding into heaven. And the next thing you know, uh, he was developing a relationship with Mama. And then eventually he left his wife and child and went and lived with this woman whom he had had a relationship with as a result of her son. Now let me go way down the, to today. That man is back with his wife and they have a great relationship and a great family. Now, how did that occur? Because of forgiveness. You see, my friend, listen, and, and somebody said, well, wait a minute, Brother Acuff. The Bible teaches in Matthew 19, 9, if a man puts away his wife, uh, except it be for fornication, marries another, committed adultery, whosoever marrieth her which is put away doth also commit adultery. Uh, does not a woman, ha doesn't a man or a woman have a right uh, to put away a mate because of her? Oh, yes, yes. Yes, they do. Matthew 19, uh, there's no question about that. I'm not, I'm not arguing that point. I'm simply saying that so many times in our families, one or the other, the Bible teaches. In, in Colossians chapter 1, the Bible says, He hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. Watch this. In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our sins. See, I'm a sinner in the sight of God. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. When you and I understand, hey, listen, are you perfect? Are you, are you a perfect husband, a perfect wife? I remember the preacher, you may have heard the story about the preacher, and he said to the audience, he said, now, if there's any perfect man in this audience, I want you to stand up. He waited a minute. And then he, he said, now, is, if there's any perfect man in this audience, I want you to stand up. Well, finally one fellow stood up back there. He said, Sir, do you consider yourself perfect? He said, No, sir, I don't. Preacher said, Well, then why are you standing? He said, I'm standing up in honor of my wife's first husband. <laughs> None of us are perfect. 
I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to, you know, uh, somebody, have you ever said something? And man, about the time it comes out of your mouth, you say, oh, man, I wish I could bring that back in. The husband and wife got into an argument and they're driving down the road. And, and they, they go by the farm and they saw this old mule out in the field. And, and the husband said, well, said, I guess that's one of your relatives out there, isn't it? She said, yeah, by marriage. Now, do you and I have a forgiving spirit and a forgiving attitude? Children, the Bible says, Children, obey your parents, and the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promises, may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. There are going to be times your mom and dad are not going to make the perfect decision that will suit you. Now, rearing children is tough. I'm telling you, it's tough. Uh, My dad, you know what... I wish my dad had learned how to count. He never did know how to count. I mean, you know, uh, when I was growing up, he didn't say, now, uh, I'm going to count to ten. You don't do know what I tell you. I'm going to count to ten. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It took him about 30 seconds to go, you know, uh, and what's going on. Boys and girls, your mom and dad are not always going to make every decision perfect. And in the book of Psalm, David said, Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people, thou hast covered all their sins. Do we have a forgiving spirit and a forgiving attitude? That wife, that husband, that child may say something, and I mean, they say, oh, I, I'm sorry that I said that. Do you and I have that forgiving spirit and attitude? Number three, turn away from lustful images. Now, I'll tell you, we live in a world today... I don't, I mean, we've got pornography on television. Pornography on TV. You watch Dancing with the Stars, uh, and what you've got is pornography, basically. Uh, you've got two things there, dancing and pornography. Uh, and, and so what happens is, the Bible says in James chapter number 1, the Bible said, Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience. And then when you go on down in James chapter number 1, the Bible says God doesn't tempt any man, that a man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed, and when that lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it's finished, bringeth forth death. Now, what's what happens in our world today, folks? You find in, on television, whether it be uh, a, a television program, again, 75% of that with sexual content. And so what happens? Here's a man, here's a lady, uh, and, and I want to speak directly for a second to the men because generally, not every time, but generally, this is where the, the lust created in the mind of a man. Uh, fellas, let me say this to us very quickly. Men are visually oriented. Now, women are not visually oriented. And what we're simply saying is, I know a woman said, well, uh, I don't think it's wrong for me to wear shorts. I don't think it's wrong for me to do so-and-so. Uh, I don't think it's wrong for me to have a, a, a very skimpy bathing suit on. Well, let me tell you this. It doesn't bother you, but I'm going to tell you, somebody said if a man can look at a woman and she is almost undressed and he doesn't have lustful thoughts, he's something more than a man, less than a man, or he's a liar. Now think about that. When you have pornography on the Internet, when you and I have pornography on television, I remember I, well, I heard, heard one preacher was speaking on marriage, and he, uh, he said, I was at the mall and was walking down the mall, and uh, there was an attractive lady went by, 
And he turned to his wife and he said, Honey, said, did you, uh, did you see uh, that attractive lady? She said, Yes. She said, Let me tell you something. She said, I can't stop you from looking, but I do not want a running commentary. Lustful images. And so, fellas, the Bible teaches us that you and I are to turn away. Paul said, turn away from youthful lust. The Bible says, when that lust hath conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. So if you want to stabilize your family, then turn away from uh, lustful images. Number four, never say anything bad about your spouse. I'm running out of time for you just don't know who I'm married to. Yeah? Now, I, 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 you know, we kid sometimes. Have you ever heard this? Have you ever been in the foyer? And, and you go up and here's a, here, you know, families are out in the foyer and, and someone comes up and said, hey, hey, let's go, let's go down to, to uh, McDonald's, have some coffee and apple pie uh, after service. And, and he said, well, I'll tell you what, let me go ask some old battle axe. Uh-huh, she grins a little bit. But you know what, my buddy? <laughs> She'll get you back one of these days. I remember several years ago, Wednesday nights, uh, we, had the, we had our adult Bible class and, and the kids came in to the foyer, but they didn't come into the auditorium until we complete. And I noticed that, that there were a lot of kids and there was a mother back in the uh, foyer with her child and the child was standing, and, and I don't know what the child was doing. I just remember that she reared back, and wham! Man, she smacked him right in the face. Now, that's pretty embarrassing to a child with other, other folks around. And I said to myself, that lady's going to have a problem one of these days. She's embarrassed him. Now, I'm not, I, you know, I, I, I don't think a parent ought to smack a child. And the child said, whoa, brother, come say that again. I think you ought to whoop them. I mean, you know, I mean, I can teach you how to do it without leaving marks. Uh, now, but you see, here's what happened. When, when a husband or a wife, don't you go somewhere else, my friend. Husband, don't you go to work. And, and you and your wife had an argument this morning. You go to work. And and uh, and some I mean some ladies there with a the powder and paint makes it look like something she ain't you know and she blinks oh if I had a husband like you I'd read blah 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 yeah my wife this morning she is a she is a fussing heard a lady one time she said uh, she said a tramp changed my life somebody said what do you mean she said well I was home and uh, I was washing dishes and she said there was a knock on the door. And uh, I went to the door, and she said there was a tramp there, and he had his hand, had his hat off, and his hand, and he said, "Ma'am, I'm hungry. Uh, could you, uh, could you give me just something to eat? I'm, I haven't had anything to eat in a long time." Could, she said, "Get away from my door. Don't you come back here anymore. You get away from my door." And he said, "Ma'am, I, I'm sorry, but I, I'm hungry. I'd like to have something to eat. Could you just give me a, a sandwich?" She said, "I said, you get away from my door, and you tell your buddies not to come here, and don't you come here. You get away from my door." Well, he asked me, she said, I'm going to tell you, if you don't get away from my door, I'm going to call my husband. She said that trout said something to change her life. She said, uh, I'm going to call my husband. He said, ma'am, your husband's not home. He, she said, what do you mean my husband isn't home? He said, well, if, if he is home, he's sick, 
because he wouldn't stay home with you unless he was sick. And he turned around and walked out. And she said, I can remember that morning. I followed him to the car, and I had a stack of bills in my hand. And I'm saying, when are you going to pay these bills? Uh, what are we going to do? How are we going to... Don't say anything bad about your spouse. Don't you call a mama and that... Now, 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 mama, let me tell you about my husband, what he's doing to me. Shut up. Because why? You as a wife and you as a husband have a responsibility. The Bible says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Number five, put the needs of the spouse first. Have you ever heard this? That marriage is a 50-50 proposition. <laughs> Let me take you, my friend, talk to you a little bit, huh? Somebody said two can live together as cheap as one. That's right, but only half as long. So you think about that. And what happens so many times that uh, I've, I've, seen, I've seen this occur. I've seen husbands and men, they like to hunt, they like to fish, and they like to do all, and, and they'll, they'll buy this and they'll buy that, and man, they're all set up. And, and uh, the wife, she said, well, man, I, I need a new washer. I need a new dryer. Well, we don't have the money right now. And he goes out the same day and buys a new boat. Be careful. Be careful. We'll talk about finances. Simply because of the fact that what happens so many times, one or the other of the mate has gotten themselves into the idea that, well, I want what I want, and why I want it when I want it, and I'm going to have it. For you and I to have a stable marriage, I must put my wife first. Preachers counsel a lot. When couples come to me and says, can you counsel with us? The first thing I tell them is this. Look, I am not a licensed marriage counselor. I do not know, I, I do not know, I'm not, I don't have a degree in counseling. I'm not a marriage counselor, licensed marriage counselor. And here's what I can tell All I can tell you is this. I can tell you what the Bible teaches. That's all I can tell you. And so when, when someone comes, and, and, and this, this occurs so many times, I don't have time in this series of lessons, but if I did, I would preach a sermon called Yours, Mine, and Ours, Blended Families. Now, that may be not true here in this congregation. I do not know uh, your congregation that well. But I'm going to tell you, in many congregations of, uh, of our people, here's what you got. You got a husband over here, uh, and he uh, was previously married, and he has a child. You got a wife here, and she's previously married, and she have, they have one or two children, whatever. And then they get married, and they have a child. Now, you don't treat my daughter like you treat your daughter. Huh? You see what you've got in blended families? Yours, mine, and ours. And what happens is this, there can, their jealousy can arise. They haven't. Oh, somebody said, well, now, Brother Aka, we took them to the park and we took them to a ball game. And no, 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 no. That's not going to solve your problem. You see, because simply when, when you and I put the needs, and here's what happens so many times. Uh, I have 
counsel again just with the Bible, not a counsel. I have talked to, to husband and wife, and he's got children, she's got children, and they have a child. And there is a conflict in there. And she says, well, he, 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 he favors his. And, and then he says, well, she favors mine. Let me tell you this. I want to give you something you might not have thought about, but I bet you did. The very first person in my life outside of God is my wife. Not my children. My children are not, oh, somebody said, brother, they come. You mean, you're... no, sir, my wife. My wife, and I treat her, or I'm supposed to treat her right, and then when I treat her right, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to treat these boys and girls right. You remember in the Old Testament? You know, why, why, did, why, why did Jacob love Joseph so much? Because she, he was the, Joseph was the son of the wife whom he loved dearly. And so when you and I look at this, that we need to put the spouse, we need to put our spouse first, that that individual is the most important. Next, uh, CMAC club. Somebody said, what's a CMAC club? Now listen to this. Write it down. I, I, didn't have, I was going to do a handout, didn't have time to finish it. And that is, can't miss a thing. Can't miss a thing. Birthdays, anniversaries, birthdays of the children. Birth, I mean, I mean, what? don't miss a thing. These boys and girls, they play sports. And I realize, I'm, I'm telling you, it's tough. It's tough to be a parent with, with children. I'm te- I know our grand, we have grandchildren. Uh, I, don't worry, I'm not going to go into detail. Uh, one lady sat down uh, at a table with Brother Mid McKnight years ago, and she said, Oh, Brother McKnight, have I told you about my grandkids? He said, No, and I appreciate it. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're playing softball, soccer, and they're playing all this stuff. Now, I know it's hard, to go, it's hard to get to everything. I understand that. But you know what? Have you heard this? I'm sure you have, that many times when a man comes to the end of his life, he never says, Oh, I wish I'd have spent more time at work. I wish I'd have done more work. I wish I'd have stayed at the office. No, he said, I wish I'd have spent more time with my family. Pay attention. Husbands, Husbands are notorious for this. They, they don't remember birthdays. And she says, oh, honey, that's all right. That's all right. Well, let's, let me tell you something. It may be all right. And she may live with you for 50 years. Jack and I last year were married 50 years. She may live with you for 50 years. She may live with you. We had dinner yesterday with a couple. They've been married 65 years. And he may have never remembered a single birthday. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you something. If you want to add to the relationship, you can't miss a thing. 
There is a book. I encourage, when a couple comes to me and they say, Brother Acuff, we want to get married. We want you to perform our wedding ceremony. And, and will, you, will you counsel with us? And I've got several going right now. And I tell, them, I tell them, you go out and want you to buy a book. Now, the Bible to me is the number one. All right, But there are other books that are good that will help. But now the Bible, uh, and I tell them, we're going to follow the pattern of the Bible. But let me tell you, there's a book out called His Needs, Her Needs. A fellow named Willard F. Harley. And he talks about one of the chapters of that. He talks about a love bank. <laughs> now, there's banks here. And y'all have banks here, don't you? With all the money around here, man, there's about to be a bank somewhere. Now, I, I, what's the name of a bank here? Somebody get... Regions. Regions Bank. All right, Regions Bank. So I just drive up to Regions Bank, and I go through the drive through and I say, Hey! I'm visiting from down in Atlanta, Georgia, and I need a hundred dollars, and I'm just going to write you out an owe. You are no, no. Just better yet, I want you to give me a hundred dollars out of my account. And she said, "Well, uh, uh, what, what is your name? My name is Jane Larryaker. Okay. Uh, do you know your account number? No. Well, as a matter of fact, I don't even. Ha- I don't have an account number here. You what? I don't have an account number here. I don't have an account. Regions Bank." The he said, I saw your picture out there. You mean you're preaching here? You come back and want me to give you a hundred dollars? I can't get a hundred dollars out of Regents Bank. You know what? I don't have an account. I don't have a hundred dollars in the account. Now, husbands, your wife has a bank, and you build up, you build up money in. Not money, literally. You build up an account in her love bank. Now, how do you do that? <laughs> well, there's a lot of ways. She works all day and she comes home and you happen to get home early that day and lo and behold, you're in the kitchen cooking dinner. She walks in faints. <laughs> no, she might, but once you revive her, you have built up some points in her love bank. See, now, when you build up those points in her love bank, and now dinner is over and everything, you know, the kids begin to get settled in, and you're sitting in front of the TV, you know, and, and she says, what's on TV? He says, dust. You just made a withdrawal out of that love bank. But... Now, but see, if you don't have anything built up in it, you can't withdraw out of it. Same's true with both the husband and the wife. See, when when I build up, when I, when I when I remember that birthday and I remember that anniversary and I remember those special days, then what happens is I build up compliment. You know, compliment your children too. I think parents do this. I, I don't have time again to go into the detail on this, but I think we have reared some, in some cases, a generation, a me generation, in which, well, you know, children, many times parents are controlled by the children. Well, that's another subject. Don't be afraid to say, I'm sorry. DTT. Somebody said, man, why don't you tell us what I am? Do things together. Do things to, if you're going to stabilize your marriage, do things together. Have you, you, know how, you know how she'll do. 
uh, they're going to get married. She, oh, Mama, he's so wonderful. And, 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 oh, he loves to fish. And, oh, I go with him him fishing. And and we get out there. And she said, oh, you know that little red and white thing out there? And he said, yes. She said, how much are they? He said, a dollar. She said, well, I owe you a dollar. Mine just went under out there. She does things with him. They get married. Boy, about uh, two or three weeks after they get married, he comes in on Friday. He said, Honey, I've got the worms and I've got the crickets, and in the morning we're going to go fishing. Now, I ain't going fishing. I'm going shopping with Mama. Be careful. Be careful. And the last, do not forget to say, I love you. It doesn't matter how many times. All of us still love to hear. Don't be like the old boy got married and been married several years. And she said, you don't ever tell me you love me. He said, I told you the day we married I loved you. If I ever change my mind, I'll be the first to tell you. And so you and I need to recognize all of us, all of us love to hear those words, I love you. Stabilize your marriage. Here's about ten things that will help you to stabilize your marriage. And so when you and I have that marriage and we have the stability in it, then even, oh, will there be arguments? Yes. But even then, my friend, you and I can have the kind of marriage. Brother Thomas Warren edited a book many years ago, Marriage is for Those Who Love God and One Another. Uh, And certainly when you and I love God and love each other, we can do so. You're here this morning and you have not obeyed the gospel. You know, I wish I could I wish I could just take every mama, every daddy, and help them to understand that the very first step in having the kind of family God wants you to have is when you obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, I'm I'm sure Brother Tony could go through, he's been here more than twenty years, can go through and tell you the number of times that he has been in that baptistry with a mama or daddy. With a husband and wife, when they came up out of that watery grave, they hugged his neck because now this mom and daddy not only joined together in matrimony, but joined together in Christ Jesus. If you're not in that position today, you need to obey the gospel of Christ. You need to obey God, the God who flung the moon out into the darkness of night and it looked like a yellow rose in the sea of diamonds. It's the God that loves you, the God that took chaos and made order out of it. He is the God that gave His Son. If you believe in Jesus as the Son of God, change your life by repentance. Confess His name before this assembly today and be baptized into Christ for the remission of sin. Do it now while we stand and sing this song.